good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jonathan Harvey, or my friends call me John in uh, the real world. Um, today is Tuesday, four o'clock in the afternoon, and the great blue sky of Salt Lake City, Utah. Today, I have a special guest on with me. He's a good friend of mine. Um, he's a patriot, conservative, and uh, I've not got to. I have gotten to know him quite well over the past few months. Actually, almost a year now. Yeah. And uh, God, that's a long time. Almost a year now, dude. <laughs> Brandon Beckham, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Brandon to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, John. How are you doing? You know, I am finding firsthand the incredible challenge it is to run for office. I, I know <laughs> <Crazy>. now why. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> it, it seriously is. It, it, it's, it's another level of stress that I don't think anybody understands until you do it. Because I've been on the other side where I've, I've helped conservative candidates uh, for the last decade get elected. And I've helped them through their, their, their communications or campaign management. And that was stressful. And then you take it, you know, you're the candidate and you're just like, man, your whole life is up for the taking. And so you really, really have to have thick skin. You really got to rub things off like a rubber ducky. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it's challenging. You know, you know, I get people often asking me, when are you going to run for office, John? <laughs> no, 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 that's not my wheelhouse. I said uh, the stress, the personal, the personal tax they put on you. And I don't know if I'll do that well with personal attacks. Yeah. Because uh, I can't keep my mouth shut. And uh, if you talk <laughs> crap to me, I'm going to talk crap back to you. I'm not exactly. trying to be a politician. So I know what you guys mean when you have to stay sterile for the most part. Yes, and, it's, uh, it's, it's challenging, I tell you. And and just in this race is no different. My, <clears throat> you know, I always like to focus in when I've been in politics for the last 13 years, I always focus on the principles, issues, and solutions, and not people. When you focus on people, you lose the argument. That's a great sign you've lost the argument. And when you focus on people, you don't have the spirit of freedom with you. And, and so in my race, my opponent, who is a 16-year legislator, a sitting senator, he, is, he has used his campaign uh, as a... As a, as a as a, as a way to smear me over false allegations, I find it so disgusting and unbecoming of a sitting senator. It's really uh, just crazy what's happened. Um, <laughs> and like I said, running for office is stressful as it is. Then you tack on the attacks on your character. And it's just another level of stress that I don't wish on anybody. You know, it's sad that we can't run against, a, you know, an incumbent without been personally attacked i mean because you know let's think about it you know that is a distraction so people really don't know who you really are so when they start putting all this stuff out in the ether and in in the public earshots uh -huh. um people start making that about you and not actually who you are and your principle and policies um, so how do you think you're going to fight? And now, is it Keith Grover? You're yeah, like it's, Keith, it's Keith Grover, 16-year incumbent, Keith Grover. And and because he's been saying some wicked stuff, other than I know you personally, and I just don't see it. That's just me speaking. I speak for myself, ladies and gentlemen. Do not send me a damn email saying, how can you feel that way? 
Because I do. <laughs> well, again, I've worked so hard over the last decade and a half to maintain a, a reputation of integrity and fighting for what's right in our party, our state, our country, um, holding us accountable to the principles that made us a great nation. That's what I'm passionate about. You know, I, I just got off the heels of releasing a documentary film on critical race theory with a focus on Utah schools. Right. And uh, I remember um, that that six month production was such an eye opener to me and made me realize the importance. Uh, and it was another catalyst for why I'm running. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like to focus on solutions. I do believe I do believe that we are moving into a constitutional crisis in this country. And I do believe strongly that the answers are not going to come from Washington, D.C., uh, sending new senators and new um, congressmen out there uh, aren't going to change anything, you know, but what we can do is at the state level where most of our freedoms are dealt with, we can lead and, and make, make Utah a beacon of liberty that it should be an example to the rest of the country and take advantage of, of the opportunities we have here to let freedom ring and, and, and to be a, a state that upholds the constitution as, as the blueprint for our national success. You know, and I'm so glad you said that because here in Utah, one of the supposedly reddest state in the union, I don't quite see that right now. I mean, when all the power in this state is delegated by the, the Republicans in the House and in the Senate here, why do we have so many Democratic issues going on, such as transgender, such as CRT, SEL and so forth and so on. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. You know, um, I've actually traveled around the country and, and had people ask me that question <laughs> and it's kind of, it's kind of embarrassing to answer. They're like, Hey, what, what happened with you guys? Why did I see your governor using preferred pronouns on national television? Why did I see Mitt Romney vote, vote for that Supreme court justice that can't define what a woman is you know and i'm i don't have the answers i'm just like i know it's crazy there's something going on in the water in utah and i'm not drinking it but um, it, it, it it's disturbing because the the main reason people come to our state john is because they love the the fact that we have a low regulation a great environment for businesses a great environment for family, a great environment to raise your kids, because we 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 generally um, espouse these principles that, that made us a great nation that are in our our Constitution Declaration and also in the value system here in the Mountain West. And they come and, and they want to come here. But but we're not seeing the leadership and when, and with with regards to the direction of our country. We're not seeing the leadership here in Utah, both in the governorship. And in the legislature, we're not seeing the enough leadership to tackle these issues. And therefore, they're, they're, they're gaining foothold here like CRT, like ESG, like uh, every other thing that's happening with the woke agenda around the country. And it's Utah's no different. We're dealing with it. You know, my thoughts on CRT and SEO when it comes to the legislatures, I've said this to them many times. Why even have the conversation? Why even entertain CRT in our state? Why do we have to pretend we really care if CRT uh, is something that we need to talk to the left about? No, we just simply say, it's not going to happen. I don't care about your feelings. I don't care about your 
diversity and equity and all that other crap you want to bring into our state. It's just not going to happen. Go back to California. And as a matter of fact, we should put a bill that says no more building apartments in Salt Lake City anymore. And then these damn Californians won't have anywhere to go when they get here. And it would uh, slowly go back red. But I'm telling you, brother, <laughs> these people are going crazy right now in the state of Utah. And yeah. it's just going to get worse. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and unless there is leadership, strong leadership, strong conservative leadership. And when I mean that leadership, I don't mean show up and vote. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a given. That's your job. I mean leadership that means go out, look at what's happening in the country, lead out on the issues. Come on, put together a bill or two or three or four. You know, my incumbent um, opponent, he's been in there 16 years. He's been the chair over higher ed. He's been the appropriations chair over higher ed. Now, what that means, John, is he's had the purse strings to, to hold them accountable to the things that they need to do to make sure we don't have the woke agenda on our college campuses. And what has he done? Nothing. And he voted twice against free speech on college campuses. He voted, uh, you know, uh, stop the transgender bill last year. You know, it's just time and time again, when there's opportunity, there's no leadership here. And so there's probably a handful of guys up there on the Hill and ladies that, that I think have the will, but by and large, most of them are on cruise control. It's a sweet six week, you know, uh, a legislative session, and then we're done. You know, for me, I just, this isn't a high paying job or anything. This isn't a right. career move. In the sense that I'm going to, you know, somebody who serves in the legislature is going to make more money. There's very little power there. But what there is, is influence and an opportunity to lead on important issues that need to be tackled. Issues like critical race theory, parents' rights, expanding parents' rights over, over school, getting rid of the grooming, getting rid of the, the sexualization of our kids, getting rid of the transgender uh, push that's on our kids. Why are, why are kids all of a sudden you know, jumping into the transgender um, movement so rapidly? What is going on? There's something there. It doesn't just all of a sudden appear. There's something going on there. They can't all be transgender. Um, and then you look at what's happening with our criminal code here. There are some serious problems and there's corruption and oh, yeah. we, we need to restore these things and we got to restore our elections. We need to make sure they're secure. We also need to make sure that there isn't that, that it's fair and, and, and easy to vote, but also very, very difficult to cheat. And we need to also make sure we, we, we protect our neighborhood caucuses. This is how we became a conservative state to start with. We started at the grassroots level, which is where our founding is. You know, back when Sam Adams, you know, Samuel Adams, a father of the revolution, he used the Boston caucuses to help push back against British tyranny, to help the Sons of Liberty. And the Boston Tea Party. And eventually it led to the revolution. And that model was was sound in Utah uh, with the neighborhood caucuses. And now it's it's been it's been uh, neutered. And and (laughs) it's at the point where it's if we don't do something about it to restore it, we're going to move in the direction of California with our elections. So these are just a few issues that need to be addressed. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm speaking with uh, 
Brandon Beckham. He's running for Utah State Senate position. What district is that, Brandon? It's District 23. It's down here in Orem, uh, Pro, Provo, Orem, Linden, Vineyard, and Pleasant Grove, all along the lake. So we're having a good conversation about a great state of Utah and some of the problems we're having in our state. Well, some of our problems. Hell, there's a lot of problems in this state. You know, Brandon, Brandon, I was thinking the other day, somebody said to me, we need another party, a third party. I am against that. And I tell you why I'm against it. No matter what party someone decided to strike at, whether it's the Republican Party, Libertarian Party, Independent Party, um, Conservative Party, the word party isn't the problem. It's the people in the party. I've often said, you don't need another party. Libertarian Party has been around for a long time. They've gained no power. What is the point trying to form another party when it'll take you 100 years before you ever have any power? I simply say, clean up the Republican Party by getting rid of, rid of those that are not doing their jobs. And the thing is, the problem is politicians are counting on the people who do not vet them. Yeah. We've true. got to have a vetting system for these candidates. Oh, geez. We do. It's, you know, just look at California. California is at a point now where the lowest common denominator has no no say in their elections. It costs millions of dollars to run for state office, for state legislature. You know, that's ridiculous. How do we get to that point to where a system favors wealthy candidates? And if they're not wealthy, then you know they're going to some organization to get the money. And that organization is going to require strings. The, the, the thing is, is Utah, if we want the future to go the way where we're, we're, where the people have more of a say, where the grassroots can be able to dictate mostly what happens in politics, where money isn't the dominating factor, where, where um, incumbents don't have a protection program that they do now, then that means we've got to go back and either repeal SB 54 that was passed in 2014, or we've got to install other amendments to our election process that allows the Republican Party and all parties to choose their nominating system the way that they feel best represents their party. And I feel strongly that here in Utah, we do not have political freedom. Uh, we don't have political freedom when the government can tell you how to pick people for, for your uh, candidates in your party. You know, I've, I've been a firm believer in corporations need to stay out of elections, period. No form of sponsorship. Let me tell you why. Because even if you're, even if I was a candidate, the people were the one, the grassroots, the voters are the one who's contributing to your campaign. And you're not getting bought out by corporations. See, and it's, but it's never going to happen because legislators won't legislate that because they make a lot of money on the side because of the affiliation, you know, the, hand, the backroom handshakes yeah. when they take the money. I think we need legislature that said, look, no corporations. Keep this organic. And the thing is, guys like you don't have to raise millions of dollars to run for a state position or $100,000 run for state uh, position unless your constituents and your voters say, hey, Brandon, we want to do We believe in you. We want to donate everything we can to help you win. Make it about the people, not about 
who has the most money. And that's the problem. You know, even in this state, you know, yeah. a politician has deep pockets because of super PACs or corporations or the DNC. So true. So true. Utah, Utah has um, very lax laws when it comes to state office office uh, offices and, and the campaigns, campaign finance. But um, like, you know, from my opponent, I know he's taking money from pharmaceutical companies. Now, what do you expect is going to happen when you take money from a pharmaceutical <laughs> company? What do, what does a voter think is going to happen? He's also very tight with the education lobby. How, do, do we think that these, these are going to lead to the, the right votes or to the right leadership? I tend to think that, you know, where your money is, is where your heart is. And I have just gone out and just grassroots fundraised. You know, I've, I've gone out to, to uh, people that I know throughout the state that are, are supportive of the ideals that, that I, you know, espouse and that I, I lead with. And um, I also know that I can do a lot with the little money I do have. And so, yeah, we've, we've raised um, pretty good money for, for first time running for state office. Um, it's not nearly as much as, as is needed because of what you're up against in this state. And the, the, they circle the wagons in the Senate, and make sure it's tough for any, any challenger to make its way. But um, I do think that there needs to be more accountability in the election, uh, not just the side of voting, but the side of running where, you know, there are all kinds of things that there aren't really, um, I guess, tackled or enforced um, by the elections office, you know, election engineering, uh, things done with, uh, you know, pseudo organizations and stuff like that behind the scenes, you know, um, using all kinds of uh, data that they get from the state or the voter state and they send out smear campaigns. There needs to be accountability for stuff. And we, we can't just sit there and, and say, well, I don't want to run. This is why I don't want to run. Well, no, damn it. We're tired of it. And if we don't put, uh, you know, if we don't fight back, it's just going to get worse. And, you know, we, we just got to say no enough's enough. And so um, that's where I'm at. I, I, you know, I have made it um, a point to not go and do the things my opponent wants to do, tear down signs, smear campaign, you know, emails, this type of stuff. I talk about the things that we need to be, need to be addressed. And the, the solutions are our principles that we need to return to. In Utah County, what's your favorite, are you favorable in Utah County? Do you know, given what's his name is uh, Grover has been there for 16 years. Is it, does he have that kind of clout and juice in Utah County? No. Uh, one thing about Grover is he's a very weak candidate to start with. Um, you know, he just, and, and I say that because he just hasn't been involved. I mean, I've talked to people who, who have been in politics for years and they don't know who he is. I've talked to people like the mayors and the commissioners here in Utah County. They say, oh, he never talks to me. He never returns my phone calls. Um, I, I mean, I talked to some of his colleagues up on the Hill. He never comes to committee meetings. He's not involved. He doesn't work with our office. So it, the list goes on and on and on. And, and because of that, he, it's not like he, there's any enthusiasm for a 16 year incumbent. That's a do nothing, empty suit, you know? And so, but you know, it, it's, it's about, you know, getting, getting fresh blood in there. And we did have redistricting. So 
that is also nice. And I was just at this uh, event on Saturday um, with, uh, with the Liberty United, um, and I, I saw you there. And, you know, I got a lot of positive reception from people there all around. And people that lived in Vineyard and, and Orem came up to me and were really excited that I was running. And that's actually, it's nice to see that. I did see quite a few people at your booth, you know. Yeah. Because they all, they all had their back turned to me while I was speaking. <laughs> <laughs> no. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> um, hey, um, let's talk about your docu- documentary real quick. Sure. Tell me, how's that going? And what got you to the point where you wanted to do a docu about CRT? You know, John, I don't plan. I never plan to do a documentary about CRT. This just speaks to how I am when it comes to issues and I, things that I know that need to be fought for. And as a, as a leader in the Republican Party, I serve on the governing body. We meet every quarter. We talk about the issues facing our party. We talk about statements uh, for policies and so forth. And I, and I just did my research on CRT. I, I did it on the ground. You know, I obviously read the news and all the reports and then researched the background of it. But then I thought, you know what? There's no way all these parents are pissed off about nothing. That's what the media right. is telling. Right. So I went out and talked to him. I went out and talked to him. I said, you know what? I'm going to go find out for myself what's really happening. And, and what I found out was disturbing uh, and, and really alarming. Um, and that I passed a resolution in the party um, back last June, almost a year ago, and that resolution called for the re- for the abolishment of, of of the tenets of CRT in our public education. And I just noticed the, the pushback, the pushback from Governor Cox's office, mm-hmm. pushback from people that are, are his supporters, the pushback from the media. Um, and I thought, you know what? This is just not fair. It's not fair that parents are out there struggling with this issue, struggling with helping their kids get through public school without being indoctrinated. And then they go up and they they, they talk to the teacher, the principal, the school board, and they're not getting any answers. And I just thought, you know what? They're not getting a fair shake. Let's do a documentary film about this so that this can be reported in its fullest. And um, from there, I just uh, made a proposal um, to a few executive producers, raise, raise money um, just through talking to people about the issue. And there's a lot of people who supported that, including uh, the Heritage Foundation um, and Freedom Works out in D.C. And so we raised a good sum of money to to produce a quality film that has real substance to it and that is actually going to you know address it and will teach people what's really happening in our schools around the country and in the Beehive State. So how how do people get uh, access to watch this uh, documentary? Where would they go to find it? Sure. They can go to brandonbeckham.com um, right there on my website. I have a, it says CRT film. They can click on that and watch it. The film is called identity Marxism. Identity Marxism is also can also be found on YouTube. It's free for everyone to watch. We, it was a not, it was a non-for-profit project. So we didn't want to charge people for it. We did have a premiere um, that was packed with people and, and stuff. But the idea wasn't let's like make money off this. And st- I mean, Look, that's great, but that's not the goal. The goal was to get something out there to uh, inform parents and policymakers so that we can get the right policies in our 
um, our schools here across the state. Um, now, I've actually seen it. I was at the premiere and it's a pretty damn good flick. And if I must say so myself, uh, right. for my own bias reasons, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I just, you know, I'm going to say Utah County definitely needs a change, especially in your district. No, I don't do much political ticking down in uh, Utah County. I don't do much speaking down there, but I can, will tell you this every time I've gone down there, and spoke, it was a, it was a joy. It was a joy. It's a joy. You know, people kind of look at down on the people at Utah County has been snobs, you know, but I will tell you this, I have not seen that. And uh, you represent the people of Utah County. Well, you really do. And uh, I hope more people will get on board with you and go to your website. Now, is that where they donate as well? Yeah. Um, my website is brandonbeckham.com and yeah, I've been taking donations from people all across the state and, uh, you know, every, every amount helps, you know, we don't have the, uh, the political machine behind us. Um, we do have grassroots, um, and, uh, you know, uh, we can do a lot because we have a lot of, um, uh, volunteers on my campaign that help me do everything from, you know, printing to getting out stuff to events. So yeah, we can do a lot with a little. So I just think uh, people just get to know, get to know you more. So where are you posting up next? Are you going to have a booth anywhere in particular that people can come see you, meet you, do a meet and greet? Sure. Yeah, actually I am uh, just heading over here in the next hour and a half. I'm going to be over at discovery park in pleasant grove with other candidates or doing a meet and greet and I'll be speaking there. Um, uh, that starts at six. It'll probably go to about seven thirty eight. Um, but I'll be there and they can also check out the other events that are on my website. Well, I wish you all the luck in the world. So if you want to, we have a couple of minutes left. You want to talk to the people directly, the people in your neighborhood, give them your message, your direct message, your heart to heart message. Your yeah. non rhino message. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just say, I just say, listen, we're in a time right now. Let's be honest with each other. Let's really be honest. Let's be honest with the situation we're in. We can't just prance around and say everything's great in our country. And we can't just say everything's great in our, in our, our state of Utah. Uh, they're not. We got, we got a president who, you know, it cares more about climate change and illegal immigrants than, than Americans. We have a Supreme Court justice that can't define what a woman is voted in by our own Senator Romney. We have a governor who is using preferred pronouns on national television. Um, we have legislators who have killed bills dealing with CRT, expanding parents' rights, protecting the unborn, um, improving our election process. And so what is the situation? The situation isn't great, and we need leadership. And if we want to restore our country, it's, it's going to start. Let's start with our backyard. Let's start with Utah. Utah needs to be a beacon of liberty that it should. And so that, so that means let's elect differently. Let's not just elect the same people that have been there time and time again. It's time for new leadership. And so I, I'm prepared to lead in that effort. And, 
you know, I, I, uh, I have paid a high price staying in this race, but I can't uh, say I'm going to go to Capitol Hill and fight for you. If I'm not going to, if I'm going to run from, you know, these personal attacks, I am here and I'm here to win it. So I ask for your support and I ask for you to, to go to brandonbeckham.com and, and take a look at me. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And ladies and gentlemen, you heard what the man had to say. Now I'm going to say something for about one minute or so. Listen, Utah, I've said this many, 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 many times. Get off your asses and vote for the right people. Vet them. Know who you're voting for. Just don't vote down ballot because nowadays when you have people like Becky Edwards out telling people, telling Democrats to register as Republicans, you need to know who you are voting for. Your vote this time is very, very critical. Because we are a red state today. We may not be next year or or two years from now, depending on your votes. So listen, get out and vote. Vote for your favorite candidate. Don't vote with your emotions. Vote with your vetting. Because a lot of times that is the only way we're going to clean up the Republican Party. It is a cesspool. We don't need another party. We just need to clean up the the Republican Party and get some really good, good, great, fantastic, damn conservatives, whether they're black, white, yellow, or brown. On that note, my name is John Harvey. I need to end this show before my producer get mad. And uh, I'm the host of the Modern Conservative Podcast. Blame it on him. I'll talk to you guys later. 